0: Hello, friends.
1: I'm Rebecca.
0: And I'm Kenton.
1: This is Rewild University's Unleash Your Life podcast.
0: Oh, tree, I love you. I love you so much. Hey,
1: you Kenton. Hey. You hugging the trees again?
0: Hey, yeah, tree hugger. You, Proud of it. You
1: have always been a tree hugger. A long-haired hippie tree hugger.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: barefoot, whatever. What else can I?
0: Gosh, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't smoke pop.
1: Well, yeah, you know, to each their own, right?
0: Yeah, I guess so. So
1: I kind of want to know, I mean, I know you hug trees, but you're like really hugging this tree here.
0: Oh, well, you know, these are the trees that Mirabelle and Liliana uh, saved. This this is the very one, this isn't is the it? The one like, with the ribbon. Yeah. Well, it. a
1: couple of them had ribbons, yeah. but this was the really, really, really special one. Oh, oh my gosh, I remember that. Wow, that was that was like a year ago, like last winter, kind of ish, sort of. Was it? Or yeah. I'm trying to remember.
0: Boy, the city decided that all the trees along the side of our road back to 30 feet from center line on each side
1: mm-hmm.
0: were going to be cut down.
1: Yeah, and we live on a dead end road with five houses. Right. <laughs> half of which are empty half the year.
0: The whole neighborhood rallied against it. Yeah, nobody said, wanted the trees cut down. What? Are you doing? Right, we're like not... we
1: live here because there's trees.
0: <laughs> and these are some I mean not old growth trees, but these are some trees that are topping over 100 years. They, they've probably. been around a long yeah. time. Beautiful big white pines
1: and some oaks and oh yeah, lots of gorgeous trees.
0: So we were informed after the fact
1: that the yeah, decision nobody asked had been us. made
0: and the whole, the whole neighborhood really rallied, but it was moving forward.
1: Yeah, I it mean, looked like
0: nothing could be done,
1: despite all the countless meetings and emails and phone calls and letters and all of that. And at some point, I remember Mirabelle and Liliana being really concerned. And Mirabel said, Well, what can I do?
0: It was pretty cool to hear from kids at the, their age. I mean, yeah. Mirabel would have been seven mm-hmm. and Liliana four. Yeah. And asking what could we do to save those trees? Well, that inspired us. I mean, I made out that whole
1: oh, I know. kind of
0: animated slideshowy thing that I sent into the town that showed why trees
1: protect the roads. Yeah, or a positive yes, thing. Yes, yes, absolutely. But you know, I remember doing the dishes, and she was just t- talking to me again. I t- really don't want the trees to be cut down. I love those trees, and what she kept saying to me was. They both did. Those trees are our friends. Don't they understand mm. those trees are our friends? I see them every day when I go to the mailbox and I talk to them and I hug them and they're my friends. And I think, yeah.
0: I was kind of thinking, Well, that's cute and nice, but you know, what's really gonna make a difference is the kind of work that I was doing. So I was putting in all these hours of
1: You spent considerable, considerable time making videos and phone calls and emails and
0: But as much as I did forge some good connections with all the people involved, yeah. which was really cool. But it was still moving forward. Nothing I did changed the course of the events.
1: Yeah. And there was that little voice, those little voices. What can we do? What can we do? I finally, I remember I was doing the dishes and I said to Mirabel, well, grown-ups write letters when they want to tell somebody they don't like what's going on and they want to propose a solution. And immediately I saw Mirabel and Liliana's eyes light up and Mirabel said, can we write a letter? And I thought, well, I'm thinking in my head, I don't know if that's going to go anywhere. But I said, sure, because you know what? Everybody should have a chance to say their mind, even kids, especially kids, because how do you grow up to be an adult who has something important to say? And say it if you're not taught as a child that your opinion makes a difference.
0: You know, you're going to laugh. Okay, not only was I hugging the trees, but I brought that letter out because I wanted to read it to the trees because, you know, I kind of consider trees to be quite the living creatures and maybe the most advanced life forms on earth. We just don't understand. We had to do a whole podcast on like the wood wide web and the intelligence
1: of trees. Okay, but right now we're talking about this letter. And you know what? I actually... here. Okay.
0: Okay, I've got it. Do you, do you want to read it? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Read it to the trees, read it to okay, everybody. okay.
1: January 31st, 2018. So, dear, this is the people of the board she's writing to, and she says, I wish you didn't have to cut down the trees. The trees are really, really good friends of mine. It makes me feel sad that you're going to cut them down. I moved from a place that tons of trees got cut down, and one of the reasons I moved here is because I didn't think any trees were going to get cut down. So it was sad when I heard the trees were going to get cut down because I love all the trees that are on the road. Trees are living beings. The air they breathe out, they make into air I can breathe in. My little sister wants to say something. Everything is us. Please, please think about other ways that do not involve cutting down trees. And it's signed Mirabelle. And of course, she's got pictures of trees that she drew with pen- colored pencils and there's little oh. birds' nests in them and things.
0: Man.
1: Yeah, it was very inspiring. And it was so inspiring, in fact, that the town chairman said, I'm going to read this at our next meeting that we have where this topic is going to be brought up.
0: That blew me away. He read it out loud. We to went anybody. to that meeting.
1: Yeah, yeah Mirabal and Liliana sat there through this big, huge meeting and their letter was read. So that was
0: powerful. I think for everybody involved, but it was still moving forward.
1: It was. It definitely was.
0: And, boy, the next thing the girls did is they put those ribbons around (laughs) the trees.
1: They said, we want to put ribbons around the trees so that people can see. And they went and they wrote on the ribbons, a child loves me. Right? Oh, gosh. A child loves this tree. They wrote these messages on these big huge ribbons and we tied them around a bunch of the biggest trees so that if they were going to come, be cut down that people would at least see and they would have to go through this like taking down this ribbon that some child had put there. <laughs> and They were just so into this trying to figure out how they could save their friends.
0: And they were tear shed. I mean those girls were...
1: Oh well it wasn't just like this happened in a week. This was over numerous months. Yeah. And this was really weighed on them. They, at night, they would say, oh, please, please just help us save these trees. That would be one of the things they would say because we do gratitude at night. They'd say, I'm really grateful for the trees as my friends. Please let us be able to save them. Oh, I'm going like, to cry thinking about it. It's so, like, so sweet.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was the, literally the day before that they were, they were going to get cut down. It was Correct. literally the day before they are going to get cut down. And the the guy that was in charge of our roads that kind of was pushing all this through, mm-hmm. he suddenly just came through and he said, you know what? He gave us a call and said, if you want to just leave the road as it is, we'll just leave the road as it is. We don't, won't do any improvements on it, but mm-hmm. we won't cut down any trees.
1: Right. He said, we'll have to come and trim a few of the branches that are lower. Yeah. Uh, and what was also amazing was to see someone on our town board who originally had voted for the idea of the trees being cut, who completely changed her mind. She said, well, when <laughs> the final decision was made, Mirabel went to that meeting with you too. Yeah. this woman stood up and she said, there's one person here and she is. she's not even actually old enough to vote, but she is the person who changed my mind. And she wrote this letter and she reminded me that when I was young, my favorite book, was the Lorax, and that I really loved trees. And she said Mirabelle's letter reminded me of that, and I decided to change my vote.
0: Wow, that was it. The trees, here they are.
1: They're still here.
0: <laughs> we can. I can
1: see you're hugging them now. I understand why.
0: <laughs> yeah. What a story. And I think we'll remember that forever. It was the girls. It was their first encounter with the whole civic process. And I think it was really good because they got to experience. Trying and failing because they tried really hard and we were told it's going through anyway. Right. Right up to the wire. And then they also got to experience that it was a success. They got to experience that it can make a difference when you really try.
1: Yeah, I couldn't have been set up better, really. And honestly, for a very long time I thought, oh, it's going to be so heartbreaking to see those trees and to know how hard they worked. But wow, it was kind of almost a miracle it seemed like. Yeah.
0: Really powerful.
1: And it is. Speaking of power, it's a powerful lesson for all of us that we can learn that even when something seems totally inevitable, nope, it's going to happen, that we have more power than we
0: think. That's empowerment. I feel like a lot of our message in our videos and our podcasts is about this kind of empowerment. We seem to be given this whole world view that we're just a little nothing and we don't really matter. Mm Now that doesn't compute completely because we look around us and we see the Gandhis and Nelson Mandelas of the world and people that step up and make huge differences. Yes. And they're individuals but they rally people, they create movements, they create world change. But often we think that's not us.
1: Oh, it could never be me, right?
0: And that sense of disempowerment can become so strong that for a lot of us it can start to border on apathy. Just there's this big, powerful world out there, this big, powerful government that does whatever it wants. And all we can do is be pushed around.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of messages in our culture that simply say, you know what? You don't really have enough, you know, what it takes. You're not valuable. You just just give up. Don't bother. Just kind of try to settle for so-so or at least, you know, good enough.
0: Everybody out there, this is not true.
1: It is not true. <laughs> Each one of you is this amazing, powerful, creative, beautiful creature on this planet that has the potential to make both small and large significant change.
0: If we can convince ourselves of that, then that power starts to really come out and be manifested. But often we have to start small. For the girls, it was, it was right there who's trying to save those trees. Mm. For us, it might be changing our health. It might be something with your local politics. It might be a bigger world yeah. thing you create.
1: <laughs> well, it makes me think that in our life, as we go along, we kind of are given two categories, it seems. There's one, the things that we can control, and two, the things that we just we can't control. But I think we should propose a third category, which is, things that we believe we can't control because there's a sense of disempowerment around them. So we think we can't control them. And because we think we can't control them, we don't even consider whether we can or not.
0: That's such a good point. And I'm, I love that third category. There's a lot of stuff like that. Let's say in my own life, there's instances over and over again where I can feel powerless, but when I really look carefully, I see, wait a second, maybe there are ways that change could be influenced with this i mean i had never been involved with the civic process before the whole idea of the town board and everything seems right. so oh my gosh kind of alien <laughs> to me and, but of course when i started getting involved oh these are just people yeah and you can take them to a cafe for lunch and talk to them and you can engage and, wow, then you start to see, wait, maybe there are some ways that change could be made. Yeah,
1: I think the change is able to happen even more fluidly when we start to get outside of the box, when we start to think creatively. And that reminds me of when we've got our first house. Mm. I mean, we did not make much money. I was teaching dance. You were teaching martial arts. We were doing some painting on the house painting on the side. And there was this house for sale. And I said, I know that we can afford to live in that house. But I know that our taxes and our finances will not show that. But I'm going to do this anyway. And I have no idea because I used to be a very introverted, shy person. (laughs) I don't know how I did this. But I said, okay, I'm going to set up a meeting with the president of the bank. This is a local bank, and I'm going to say, look, I'm a member of your community. I understand what the situation looks like, but let me just lay out to you our situation, our values, and let me show you this as possible. And he listened to me, and he approved the loan. I couldn't believe it. I was stunned because I I went in just thinking, I'm gonna do this for character building (laughs) and he said, Absolutely.
0: You came back that day and I said, Guess what? Yeah.
1: It was pretty awesome. It was an awesome feeling and you know I love that. I think about telemarketers too. That's a person on the other end. I mean, that's something that we, we don't Love to have happen is oh, that random phone call, but you can change anything around. It doesn't have to be a phone call that irritates you. You could just totally pull aside the veil and be like, hey, how's it going today? You know, how many calls have you had to make? And (laughs) like, what's the most interesting one? And you know, because it's just a person on the other end.
0: Often we're so rude to those telemarketers, aren't we? This is, uh, I think, a really important part of all this. Just remembering that these structures that are created are made up of people. A telemarketer, it's a person on the other side the government officials absolutely the people are, right? yes people it's can people. be
1: changed well what's interesting is that I feel I've been watching as I've been getting older, our culture shifting, and with the social media, with our texting and all of that, we're beginning to build these barriers even more and disempower ourselves even more and get more scared of talking to other people. And I was just thinking, it reminds me of that kind of urban legend that you were telling me about, about the five gorillas, where eventually, right, you don't even know what you're scared of because you've just been trained into that. Will you share that real quick?
0: Okay. I first heard about this from a book called... High Noon in Skivvies by Jeff Allen. In this book, he talks about there's this experiment. Right. And it might just be an urban legend. I don't know if it's an actual experiment, but it goes like this The scientist had five gorillas, and they're in a big cage, and there's a ladder, and he puts bananas on the top of the ladder. All the gorillas are like, whoa, awesome. (laughs) Let's go get those. So the gorillas go up, and as soon as any gorilla starts to go up that ladder, they blast them with cold water from hoses and the gorillas "Ah!" they very quickly learn. If you go on that ladder up to get the bananas, you're gonna get blasted. It sucks. We're not gonna do that. Not worth it. So they have to learn that a couple times so pretty soon the culture of the gorillas is that they do not go up the ladder. Then they do this interesting little twist and they take out one gorilla and they add in a new gorilla.
1: Right. Brand new. Doesn't... Brand
0: new. Doesn't know about the rules. Right. That gorilla sees the bananas, goes over for the ladder, and <gasps> what the other gorillas grab that gorilla no and pull it back and give it a little... So
1: the other gorillas prevent that one gorilla. They, right. they, it doesn't get sprayed. The other ones just say, don't do
0: it! Right. Now, unbeknownst to the gorillas, the scientists said, we're not going to spray no matter what anymore.
1: Oh, so that one could have gone up.
0: Yep, yeah, easily could have gone up and get it. There's no more spraying to be had. But those four enforced... The prior cultural training. Okay. From there, they keep replacing gorillas until...
1: Uh-huh, five.
0: <laughs> yes, five gorillas have All been replaced.
1: All the originals are gone.
0: All the originals. Nobody knows why you don't go to the ladder anymore.
1: But they don't N- let each other none do None have it.
0: ever been sprayed, and they will not be sprayed, but... They all prevent themselves from going it's up perfect, and getting the It's a perfect,
1: perfect metaphor for this whole thing of feeling like you don't have any power because we've just been trained into that. Mm. People tell us, no, don't even bother because you won't make a difference.
0: We because heard that from told, a few people with yes, this whole truth absolutely. Thing. Like, yeah.
1: look, we tried once, not really doing it. I'm just going to let it go and call it,
0: yep. I tried. It's inevitable. Yeah. Not true.
1: Now, obviously, there are some things in our life that will probably drag us down if we continue to fight against them, right?
0: (laughs) It's funny because this whole episode, if you think about it, is kind of counter to a lot of the things we teach at Rewild University, which are about surrendering to Mm. that which is. You break through the ice and you're sitting there in the ice. Instead of fighting the cold, you have to surrender to that sensation. Mm. In surrendering to it, you gain strength over it. You're not fighting anymore, you can think again, you can safely get yourself out of the ice. Right,
1: so it's a lot of, more of a yielding instead of the fighting, and the fighting of course is kind of a form of control, and it uses lots and lots of energy, but certain things we just need to yield to.
0: So there are certainly those things, and often there are things like the coal, like pain that we're experiencing after my shoulder surgery. That was something that was there, it was inevitable. I just had to experience it, but I could change it by surrendering into it, no longer resisting it, and then, paradoxically, it didn't hurt as much.
1: That's very interesting.
0: (laughs) So even the things that we're surrendering to, we're doing so in order to change our relationship with them Mm. so that they do not have the same power over us.
1: Okay, so really what we're talking about here is a difference between fighting something So we're not talking about yielding, we're talking about fighting something, kind of versus taking action towards Mm -hmm. something. So the yielding could almost be seen as taking action. I mean, we were talking about, remember when we lived in at Sweetwater and we had the leak in the roof and oh, then yeah. we had another leak in the roof and we were getting so frustrated and it was just like, oh, this house and now there's another leak and now there's another leak and it's just like...
0: So we were mentally fighting that which was. Right. Because and we course, could not, in that rainstorm, stop the leak.
1: Right, right. And of course it was like creating tension and it was not productive. I mean, we were just kind of railing against, as you said, what yeah. is... Is at the moment, if we can just accept and release, it's like, okay, the roof is leaking.
0: Put some buckets under there. Right. We and take then, some action.
1: Yeah. So what action can I take without fighting? Not the fighting, but the taking action. Yes. It's was very similar in the uh, tree situation with the girls and, and the tree is going to be cut down. There was so much energy going towards the trees being cut down and that energy, mm. I felt was almost a reality we couldn't change. But we looked and said, what is positive action that I can take? So I see a reality out there that I know I can't necessarily change. Mm There's certain things I can't change, but what can I do? What action can I take that is
0: positive? Again, that makes all the difference. It channels all that energy that we might be using in frustration and stress. Oh, and negativity. Oh yeah, and puts it into creativity into curiosity. Are there things that we haven't thought of? Are there some out-of-the-box solutions here that might really make a difference? But often we're blind to those because we're spending so much time in that internal fightingness, that non-action-based fighting.
1: Totally. It strikes me that when something goes wrong, and obviously in our lives, things are quote, going to go wrong, right? I mean, we're all gonna perceive things that are not what we wish they would be. There's gonna be, usually there's energy, And that's going to get directed towards that. And so in the end what we're actually saying is how will I consciously use that energy? Am I going to be conscious that I am using energy? And if so, where am I going to direct that energy? Is it going to be positive? Am I going to put it toward a positive action?
0: Yeah, forest monks get to experience that all the time out here. It might be with trying to get a fire started in the rain to cook their meal. They could get really frustrated and then energy kind of is leaking out all over the place and can't be applied to the act of getting that fire started. In martial arts we see it a lot. If people are down, they're ground fighting, trying to land a lock or a choke, they start to get frustrated because they're on the bottom and they feel stuck. Then they just, the energy just goes out into that frustration. (laughs) Kind of a useless expenditure of energy. This is asking a lot of us because it says, hey we have to be mindful of our mind state, when we're feeling frustration, when we're feeling stress, note that that is energy that's being directed into static. Essentially, it's not doing us any good.
1: Right, not productive.
0: It's actually harming us because it's Most releasing likely, all kinds yeah, of stress, cortisol. And yeah, over cortisol, not good stuff inside of us. So retraining ourselves when we feel that to stop and say, "Hey." It's another solution.
1: Absolutely. Or maybe I just need to take a breather and come at it again when I feel fresh. That's
0: often a really good idea. Just back (laughs) off for a while. Take a
1: little breather. (laughs) Well, so the bottom line is that we have so much more power than we tell ourselves we do. And we can build that for ourselves. We can do it. It just takes awareness.
0: Speaking of empowerment, you empower us. I'm speaking to all of you out
1: there. Oh yeah! Oh yeah, honey.
0: Comments and write to us, and but especially to our patrons on PayPal and Patreon, who support this work. If you're listening to this, this podcast is being given to you by those people that are the patrons that support this.
1: We could not make this this reality without them. So let's just like woohoo! Thank you, thank you,
0: thank you! (laughs) Thank you all so much. If you want to become a patron and help to make this a reality, go to rewildu.com, R-E-W-I-L-D-U.com. Right on that front page, you scroll down a little bit, there's some easy buttons where you can set up monthly contributions to our work. RewildU also has online courses, our Forest Monk program, and much more, some stuff that we're going to be announcing soon. Oh, yes, secret little
1: things. (laughs) Wow, thank you. All right. It is time for you to unleash your life and to let out that super powerful self of yours. Go! Yo. <laughs> Action point number one is learn to distinguish what you can change from what you can't.
0: This can be really difficult to distinguish for a lot of us. Again, we've been taught those two categories that you, right. that you showed us, but the majority of things are probably going to fit into that third category where we've been told that we're powerless, but we're actually not. The way I learn to distinguish is when I feel powerless about something, I sit down and I confront myself and I say, Kenton, are you actually powerless to change this? Is it actually impossible do to shift Do you answer this yourself around? back then? Yeah, I usually have a little conversation. <laughs> have do you hold the mirror? <laughs> wow,
1: well, you're looking lovely today. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you. Yes, I, I do tell myself that quite often. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, that's really great. Is it actually impossible? Is it actually something that I cannot change. And
0: you can answer that question by getting a little goofy.
1: Hmm, Well, no way, you goofy? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's hear about this.
0: Well, there is no way that you could... Well, this isn't that goofy, but we were living in the house, we were feeling overwhelmed by the upkeep of it. It can feel like there's no way out of that. Mm -hmm. But we thought, hey, what if we went and moved into the yurt? And we did. Yeah. There are all kinds of possibilities that are in front of us. I sometimes say to people, you know, you could move to the tropics somewhere and start up an ice cream stand on the beach. Yeah. That is something that you could do. You could put on a backpack like our friend Aaron does and just start walking.
1: Yeah. There's so many things that if we would just allow ourselves to believe that we can do it.
0: We might think, ah, money is such a problem in my life. Well, guess what? There's people in this world going moneyless.
1: No money at all.
0: You could go moneyless. Would money be a problem then? Probably not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But there's one way to find out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There are always, almost always, these out of the box solutions. And that doesn't mean we have to get that radical. Because the next question we should ask ourselves is, is this worth the battle?
1: Mm, yeah, your mom is always saying that you should pick your battle. Yeah. And I I love that about her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she's such a strong woman and and again, there's so many things that I see her, she's just like (sighs) she just kinda yields. She lets it go. Yeah. But then when she picks her battle I mean, you watch out. Fierce
0: and ferocious. Yeah. And And she's gonna find a way.
1: And she will. It's really, really beautiful to watch and it's very empowering.
0: I've always really respected that about her. And it's made it's been nice to have a mother like that, mm-hmm. you know, on your side, who, you know, if like if you really needed her to have your back, yeah, and you call on her help, and she yeah. would be there, and the world would tremble.
1: <laughs> well, but here's the thing: we all have that in us because think of one person you we really sure love, do. or creature, or something that is super near and dear to your heart. What wouldn't you do mm. in a positive way? We're talking positivity here. What wouldn't you do? to help that person out, to make a change, to make a difference.
0: And you just hit on a wonderful secondary strategy that you can use in order to distinguish between things that really can be changed or not. Mm -hmm. That's to imagine that somebody else has come to you with that question. (sighs) And you now are going to figure out a solution that for that. That is so
1: fun. That's like a little role playing. So instead of you being in the situation, you say, "Well, oh, my friends come to me where they live. Their trees are going to be cut down. Okay, I know kind of the players and the information. How would I look at this differently? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Action point number two is get involved.
0: Get involved. In this case, we got involved with our local government.
1: Yeah, it was pretty neat to witness. I had never been part of that kind of process either, though we'd studied it in school. It was really neat to be a part of the reality of it.
0: It had benefits beyond just the fight for the trees and mm-hmm. that we got to know a lot of people that were involved in the government. We've done some things with them outside of that context yeah, now. Yeah, well, we, we met a some lot friends. Of, yeah, and...
1: great people in our community who are really pro-environment and really love the area they're in. And it, it's really nice for me to know that my neighbors are like-minded and care about mm. the same issues. That was wonderful. But, you know, if it's not local government, a cause that you really believe in Go get involved in some group or something like that. And if there isn't one, why can't you be the first person to make it happen? Start a project. Start a movement. Create a group. Get people aware.
0: It can be like this. A few years ago, somebody created a hashtag trash tag. Oh, I like it. It rhymes. Did you notice that? (laughs) And the concept, obviously on Instagram, is that you take a picture of a place that has just all kinds of trash that people have been using as a dumping ground. Mm. Then you clean it up and you take a picture of it afterwards.
1: What a satisfying feeling.
0: Yeah, and it's created this movement. and This movement has had ups and downs, but it keeps coming back. It's at one of its ups right now where it's really being circulated again. And think of the good that does. (sighs) Beaches have been cleaned up, waterfalls.
1: Somebody thought of that. Right. And then they did it. What do you have in your life? And it could be small. It doesn't have to be world changing. It could just be in your very own neighborhood, in your family even. Yeah. We all have something that I know we really, really want to change. And of course, that brings us to action point number three.
0: Which is to pick one area in your life that you want to change and then start brainstorming about it. Brainstorm outside the box and get creative you are creative.
1: Absolutely, you, you have the answers in you and you know people who have information that can help you and support you. So yeah, the idea is you just pick one thing. It could be something you know, physical. I mean, it could be, okay, I wanna improve my health or I really wanna move from my house that is feeling too overwhelming to something smaller. It could be something, really anything that's near and dear to you.
0: Yeah, it could be something heavy like your marriage is having trouble and you're not sure what to do about it. It might be that you, boy, you want to connect with the animals in your backyard and really start being able to feed the squirrels out of your hands and have the the chickadees land on your hand and eat out of your hands. Whatever it is that is a problem or something that you desire, thinking, what can I do? This again is where you can really get a little goofy with your thoughts and think creatively because maybe, right, you're not going to go. Do something super crazy <laughs> outside the box, but it's gonna plant a little seed and it's gonna remind you that it's possible.
1: Yeah, it could be small changes. Maybe you wanna be trash free eventually, but how where do you start with that? <laughs> so you make small changes and you say, Every day after work I grab a candy bar and of course there's a wrapper that has to get thrown away. I'm not going to do that anymore.
0: And get a piece of fruit instead, and that doesn't have a wrapper.
1: Sweet. Hey man, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> of Course As always, we are encouraging you to stay on your rewilding journey. The answers are within you. When you look within, when you pause to hear yourself, you begin to find the change and you begin to see you are powerful. You do have the ability to do what it takes to make positive change in your life and in the world.
0: This is all about getting involved and involved with yourself, your health, your mental state of mind, your emotional resilience, every aspect of your life tends to actually be more in your control than you may think. Remembering that there is that that time to say, hey, I don't have power over this. But the reality is often, if we really are a little strong with ourselves and we look with a clear mind, clear eyes, things are more under our influence than we think. And that can lead to some real serious empowerment some real serious transformation, some great changes in our lives.
1: Wow. Well, gosh, I'm going to have to go hug a tree. Okay, that's it. Those of you that are listening, you got to hug a tree today, okay? Or if you don't live where there are trees, like hug a plant. And if you don't have a plant, hug a person. In fact, hug a person and a tree.
0: Go hug somebody. <laughs> we definitely need more hugs in the world, don't we? Absolutely, can we give me hug? Aww. <laughs> Love to you all. Thank you so much for being part of Rewell University's mission.
1: We are so lucky.